Hey everyone, this is the Triple Play Fantasy Beyond the Analyst Series. I am your host, Zach, at FF Chalupa Batman. We are on our final episode uh, for interviews, number 30. And today I'm joined by Kendall Valenzuela. How are you doing, Kendall? Hey, good. How are you? Congrats. Last episode. I'm I'm pumped to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm I'm excited. I'm glad to have you on. Now there will be potentially a special last mm-hmm. last episode, but it will not be an interview. So you are my last my last interview nice. of the season until we get ready for the next off season. Um, awesome. Because we don't have time to talk about ourselves uh, once we get in season. <laughs> not anymore. Not anymore. Yep. <laughs> so if you guys missed the first uh, twenty nine episodes, um, <laughs> you need to change that. Make sure you go onto our uh, Triple Play Fantasy YouTube if you're watching on there. Subscribe, like, check out the playlist, have fun. If you are on the podcast, go ahead and scroll through all those wonderful interviews that you missed and listen to them. But like I talked about, we are here to talk about Kendall, and I'm sure you have some wonderful takes, and you will share those on all the wonderful shows you're on. Uh, But here we want to get to know you. So you are the Matthew Berry's Fantasy Life Senior Analyst and Director of Social uh, Media, which sounds awesome. And you are also now hosting the SiriusXM Fantasy Life show um, every Sunday evening. So that's yeah. really cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's it's been great. Um, I've I've loved every minute. I'm I'm pretty new with Matthew Barry's fantasy life. I think I came on in uh, July. I want want to say, or maybe maybe even June or or May. Everything blends together. You get it, Zach. Everything blends together once it hits like June, July. Everything's just like what's going on. Um, but but it's been a really really good time. I I worked previously at Pro Football Focus, which was a great group, and then I I was in Denver for three years before that. Um, so, so this is just a great opportunity. I love, I love everything fantasy football. I love everything football though. I think we, we all do. So to get a chance to just do it every day is, is so nice. And, uh, it's, yeah, it's been fun. Series XM show on, on Sundays too, with Peter Overset. So we're just, we're just having a good time. We're just talking football and, and doing football things. You can't not have a good time with Peter. So it's, right? It's I know. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, con- the content farmer. He's, he's fantastic. He's so good. <laughs> the literal content farmer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So how did you start playing fantasy football? So I was around, I, I grew up around sports my whole life, which I feel like all of us say that, you know, we're, we're into it. I played sports in high school uh, and, and all the way up until high school. And uh, my, my dad was big into football. He was a football coach uh, for high school in Seattle, Washington, which is where I grew up. So I would always remember coming home, even when I was little, during during that one night, that one Sunday evening in, in September or like late August, where there'd be like so many random people at our house because he, my dad would always host the draft parties. He was always the commissioner. So I was just always around fantasy football uh, and it, it was fun to just be around it. And then, you know, you get into football when, when you get older and you, you want to continue to play it and you want to beat all your friends. So I've been around it a lot. This is definitely my first with Matthew Berry's fantasy life. This is my first kind of big deep dive into, into thinking about who I'm drafting in May. That was a great, that was a crazy change of pace, but uh, it's been fun. And it's, it's just so, it's so fun to be around and the people in the community are great. So it's been, it's been fun so far. That's great. And do you have a preferred like league setting or scoring format? I mean, I'm, I'm regular. I'm basic, right? I like the regular PPR. I'm into underdog. I think you and I were just in an underdog draft though recently. That's been, that's been fun. Uh, So it's been, it's been a good time. I'm, I I like regular stuff though. I love playing in the the 12 team leagues with my college friends. We're setting up other leagues recently. So 
I just, I, I like regular stuff, but I am down to try anything, right? I love, I love underdog and what they're doing over there and, and jumping into those random 45 minutes of like craziness where you're like, where is this person? And what, what, what does my life come to where I'm, I'm drafting Carson Wentz because he's the only one left. And I'm like, ah, oh. so it's, it's, it's good. I love it. Yeah, those 30 second clocks uh, get intense. Oh real my quick. gosh. It, especially <laughs> when you don't, when I forget to like star someone and I'm like, oh, he'll be there. And then I'm like, oh, good. He's, he's gone. So my life is in shambles. <laughs> you mentioned uh, this is your first time really thinking about players in May. So have you tried Dynasty yet or have you not dabbled in that yet? I'm, I'm, da- I'm, I'm getting close to dabbling. We're, we're, we, I want to take it one step at a time here. Where, <laughs> where, um, but I do all my research, obviously, and, and Peter Overzet is great. I, obviously, Matthew Berry's fantastic. Everyone at Fantasy Life is great. We actually launched a new, not a new website, but we kind of redid our website. So if anyone wants to see it, it's, uh, it's fantasylife.com. But it really has been fun to, I love to learn, right? And I think that's why a lot of people love football. I love numbers as well. Well, so it's been really exciting to not only get into fantasy football, but the strategy behind a lot of things, looking looking back at, at statistics and, and trying to find the next breakout, the next sleeper. Uh, it, it's just been a great time to figure all those things out. So I love learning. So I've been learning about all the all the best fall, all the dynasty, everything like that. But I'm trying to take it slow so I'm not uh, you know, overdoing it in my first couple months. No, it's important to pace yourself. I just yeah. got into fantasy myself last off season, so oh, this is my first now full it. season. We're going to season two, so yeah, I highly recommend trying it next year just mm-hmm. to give yourself something. Like you said, you like to try something new, and then you work with so many great people in the industry. I would get together a league of like fun, engaging uh, managers because that's what makes the dynasty fun. Otherwise, it gets real st- stale and boring real quick. So perfect. That's yeah, my I'm excited. I'm excited to do that, right? I'm so excited because the first year, and you get it, you did it last season. So it's so it's so much information coming at you all at once. And you know, you and I, we know football, so so coming into it wasn't overwhelming to to say. But when when you are deep into underdog and you you're at trap, you're like pick two hundred, and you're sitting there like, God, who who are some of these people? I should know some of these guys. It's uh, it's it's an interesting take on on what usually you used to do in fantasy football. Absolutely. And then you got to like, oh, I got to correlate with week 17. What are they talking about? What are, like, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but always, always fun. A lot of great information out there. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned uh, you were in Seattle. So I had to do a little research. I like to do a little bit. So I saw you were a ball girl for the Seattle Mariners. Uh, yes. Yeah. So what I was peaked. that like? Because that's, that's what really I peaked. Cool. I, I'll tell you, that's what I tell everyone. I peaked in high school. Uh, like some, no, I think I was even in grade school. I think, oh, maybe. Um, no, it was the best job ever, though. Besides this job, of course, and my previous like other jobs, it was it was one of the best. Though I I'm I'm from Seattle, uh, just 15 minutes outside downtown and on the south end. And I Seattle sports are my life. It's it's been a little bit difficult recently, but I absolutely love the Mariners. I love football to to say the least, but I love football a lot. But the Mariners hold some kind of special place in my heart. I don't know if it's because I like sadness and and pain uh because that's all they've given me over my my lifetime but um the the ball girl job was so fun right I played softball growing up and and in high school and I saw this I think they I think they ran an ad right on my television on one of the tv commercial breaks during a Mariners game and they were like looking for ball girl or something like 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 apply to be a ball girl and I said I want to do that and then of course I procrastinated for like two months, right? You had to, it was very formal too. You had to write a cover letter. They had to select you. And so I remember the night that the application was due, I was like, mom, I have to do this. And she was, 
God. So we wrote this cover letter of why I think I could, could be one. Uh, and long story short, like they invited you in for an interview process. And during that time, you had to go take, like they made you gear up, uh, take your glove out there in the helmet and sit where you would be. So they made sure that you were actually capable of doing this. And that was before they had like the, the nets go up on the side because a lot of people are getting hit, right? So that was our job was to try and make sure if you weren't paying attention that we saved your life. Or at least tried to make sure you didn't get pelted with a ball. Um, so it was it was so fun though. So I got that job. They they interviewed me. They they loved that I was able to you know had good hand eye coordination too. And uh, I had that job I think for four years. So I just got to sit and watch some games and get paid to watch baseball. And it was it was seriously one of the coolest one of the coolest jobs I'll probably ever have. Uh, that sounds awesome. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna have two follow up questions for that. I think they're yeah. obvious questions. But the first one, did you ever make any like? highlight catches that could have been on sports center i did it wasn't it wasn't on sports center but i do remember they replayed one a lot and it was it was it was like it i was on the third baseline and it was one of those diving kind of grabs where i i went towards i went towards the crowd because it was it was a it was a line it was it was coming in hot and i don't know how i did it but they really like to replay that one a couple times so i i will say i did have some highlight level Highlight level reels that didn't make Sports Center, but I think they could have if I sent it to them. Perfect. And then I also have to ask, not not to make you look bad or anything, but were there any no. bloopers where you might have accidentally oh. touched a live ball by mistake? Oh my gosh, no, no, because if we did the thing, the thing that they always told us is like if it's if anything's close, right? Just you had to pick up. We had these stools, and you had to pick up the stool, and you just had to jump over, jump over into the crowd because they 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 would escort you out. If you touch just like just like fans, like it's it's they I think they still escort you out. So if there was anything close, I was just like I was just ducking. I was getting over it. I was not even going to come close to touching it because I loved that job too much to to be to do the walk of shame out of the stadium and have to and have to get, turn in my gear and everything. Oh, that's gonna be the worst walk of shame. <laughs> oh my gosh, can you imagine? Because I can't go up. Like they, they take you out. At least you can go walk up the stairs. I'm like walking past. The, I'm like walking past the visitors' dugout or the Mariners' dugout with my stool. Like they had to bring someone else out. That would have been tragic. Tragic. I would have never. I would never have it in my Twitter bio if that happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad. I'm glad it was all highlights and no bloopers. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so if you aren't working on fantasy content, because I know you're doing that a lot, um, uh. what are you doing for fun? Um, working on fantasy gun. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> like this is our life. No, um, I am. I really love to read. I'm, I'm an avid reader. Like I said, I like to not necessarily for study, but I do like to read a lot. Um, my family comes from a. We love to play cards, and I haven't. I haven't been around my family as much. I moved back to the West Coast for the first time since. Uh, since I went to college. So it's been nice to be able to say, hey, I can go visit, you know, my parents or my mom and dad and my brother. So I really I love to play cribbage. If anyone can play cribbage against me, I am someone that really enjoys a good game, which sounds super old. too. I'm like, I love cribbage and cards and reading. But but it is something I, I just love any type of game, Catan, cribbage, hearts, oh, hell, anyone, anytime I get a big group of people around, I try and I try and play some type of board game. Oh, that's great. Uh, now, with books, do you prefer like nonfiction or fiction? Oh gosh, it de- it depends. I, I'm totally. I usually don't do sports books, right? I'm like, I I have friends that will send me some biographies and stuff, and I'm like, no, I can't. I got to get away from sports. I can't read. I can't read about Tom Brady and and his career. 
So I usually like to go for fiction is my usual. I'm pretty basic too, right? I'll just look at the New York Times bestseller or like the bestseller list for 2022 and I'll just pick like the top three books and say, okay, if this many people liked it, I should like it so that I don't have to think about it too much, right? I'm just like, okay, I'll do this one and and, and try it out. That's a good process. Like you said, I right? mean, odds are I mean, it's going to be at least decent. Odds are. Odds are it's going to be good. I, it hasn't steered me steered me that wrong. Uh, like I said, sometimes sometimes I will do uh, sometimes some type of sports book or whatever, but usually I'm trying to get away from it for just like just like 20 minutes, Zach. I'm like, okay, let me let me take a break here. So I do try I try and get out of it a little. Perfect. Now, so it sounds like you've <laughs> how long have you been in the content, the fantasy football content space? Oh man, uh, fantasy football specifically, this is technically my first year doing it, right? But I've been on social media and doing social media content ever since, um, ever since really even college, right? That, that's one of the spaces that has kind of blown up in the, pa- in the, in the last few years. And it's so exciting to see because I, I went to Arizona State. I went to the Walter Cronkite School of Journalism, a uh, great school, forks up. And they made us really hone in on that. Um, one person can can have so many can have so many traits with them. So it was it was the multimedia journalist type thing, right? Where we would go out to a game, we would shoot a game, we would do a stand up after, and then we would come back and and create this whole content package for our sports news segments on PBS. And so I think that really got me going that. And realizing that if you can have, if you can be a Swiss army knife, right? If you can have the ability to edit, to write, to shoot, to do all that kind of stuff, that you're more likely going to get, you know, some jobs. Because back, you know, when I graduated in 2018, that was really what people were looking for. So I worked for Fox Sports for a little bit um, in Arizona. Super fun. I was there when the uh, when the Diamondbacks went won that wild card game, I was there trying doing that and doing social for them. And then I went to Denver and covered the Denver Broncos for a sports radio station for three years, um, and that was fun. And that was that was me also getting into the uh, digital space, right? That was me saying, "Hey, you guys are great on the air. Let's tran- let's transfer it into your Instagram, into your Facebook, and into your Twitter, and just do some other things." And then. Pro Football Focus found me. I, I found them really and applied for a job there. And same thing, I was running their social media with, with the help of other people. And that was so fun. And then and now fast forward, I'm here. And it's just a fun space to be in. I think it's fun because we can do this, right? People, people, no matter what their job is, that maybe their day job is different, but they can come on and they can podcast, they can talk sports, they can they can really make a name for themselves in the industry in any sports industry, as long as they have the heart and passion and really just some kind of reliable camera to, to record. So it's been fun to see the uh, the evolution of what's been going on. That's great. I, I only ask that because uh, even though you're newer to the fantasy football mm-hmm. space, you still have a ton of experience in yeah. content creation. So it feels like there's a lot of new content creators or people thinking about starting in the fantasy space, especially since, honestly, I think because of COVID, people have changed their priorities. Mm-hmm. They might be working from home. They might have some more time on their hands. Um, do you have any advice for those content creators that are maybe just now first starting out or maybe just want to give it a try? Yeah, go. My, my advice is just go do it. And, and don't, you know, don't think about 
others in the process in a nice way, you know, do, do what makes you happy, right? Because that's gonna, that's what to me translates on your videos. You can always tell someone who's really passionate about it and who really likes what they're doing and someone that's just making content to make content, which is still fine if that's what you like to do. But I just say, if you're trying to get into it, consume as much as you can. And I, that sometimes just scroll through TikToks to get ideas. That's sometimes what I do uh, when, when I'm when I'm trying to figure out new new trends to do and, and things like that. But always consume, see what's going on around you and just and just have fun with it is, is my advice. Because if you like it and it's so cliche to say, but being able to work at Fantasy Life and I'm sure for you, Zach, we, we we're talking about football every day and we're around football every day. So it doesn't feel like work ever. And it's just something that I absolutely love. So if someone wants to get into it, definitely just just try really hard and, and do videos that you like and something that sticks with your brand because you never also want to be in that situation of, I want to try this type this type of video, but it's not necessarily something that, that you like or something you want to do every day. So then you're stuck in this thing where it's like, oh, this has worked for me, but it's not really what I like. So I think that's a long-winded answer of just saying consume as much as you can, read, reading, writing, anything that you can, and just just be kind of true to yourself and, and know what you like and know what you want to put out there and know that if it's a good product, uh, that people are going to like it. I love it. Perfect. Yeah. Passion yeah. really does. Uh, right? come through the, your work. It's so, under, it's so underrated. I know it's so underrated sometimes, you know, I've, I've, and that happens to me a lot, not a lot, I hope not a lot, but in earlier stages, like I, I would be doing a video in college sometimes. And, and I would say, God, I really, I really don't like this, whatever I'm covering. Or I'd say, man, I, I should have chosen something else to do this project on because then you're out, then you're out in, in the, you know, space where I would be covering maybe some kind of wrestling match. And I'm like, ah, I'm not passionate about this, but it's a good story. But you could sometimes see in in what you're putting out there that you weren't as passionate about it. So that's what I always tell people is like, it doesn't matter how many views you get, because the views will come if you put your time and energy into it. And if you and if you do have the time to just go for it. Absolutely. So that was the last yeah. of my we'll call it serious questions. But in true triple play it. fashion, uh, I have to do some rapid fire questions of your game. Of course, of course. All right. Always. So you can it can be a one word answer or you can give a, a whole uh, full context answer if you'd like to, to get your point okay. across. All right. All so right. we'll start with a, I think this is an easy one, but it might be a little controversial. Oh. Which do you pour first milk or cereal? Oh my God. Is that controversial? I pour cereal first. And I, if I ever met anyone that poured milk first, I would, we would have a serious sit down conversation of like, are you a sociopath? Respectfully, respectfully, are you a sociopath? I hope that's not you, Zach. If it's you, I apologize. I'm cereal first though. I don't, what if you measure too, what if there's too much milk, like the ratio? What if there's too much milk to cereal? So it is not me, uh, but you will have to oh respectfully God. have a conversation with uh, our buddy Cooter Doodle. Uh, oh, I know. I, Amanda, that's who it is. It's, it confuses she, yeah. me. She started this, it's got to be like a year and a half now. She made a video. It's hilarious, um, but it, it lit Twitter on fire. And people came out of the woodwork saying like, oh, yeah, milk first. And then a, a majority of people said cereal first, but okay. it, it's been fun. So <laughs> I love Amanda. I just like Amanda the is pot. so funny. Amanda is so funny. She did. I think she did a randomizer with Peter a couple weeks ago where she had to pour the pour the milk first. And I was sitting there like, what is going? I thought I was. I thought I, I was. I was someone that wasn't normal for not doing that. So I'm glad, Zach, that you are that you are cereal first because I hate. What yep. if I have too much milk? I hate that. That's kind of annoying. 
<laughs> but that's why they did that because she's known for a, a, a milk pour first. She's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> so would you rather be able to hit a home run or dunk Ooh. a basketball? Ooh, hit a home run. I feel like hit a home run is cooler. No offense to anyone, but that's final answer. Hit a home run. I feel like a hit a home run is like more impressive. Like if- I think so. Okay, I think so too. Because if I was taller than you know five three, I'm sure I would try it a couple times. But hitting a home run is just like you have to have that hand eye, like the accuracy. You have to have yeah, you have to have a lot more things than just being able to jump a little bit. But I think there's more quantity to be able to dunk. Like you could just dunk any time. Yeah, that's I feel true. Like there's it's more way opportunity cooler. to dunk. So yeah, yeah it's that's way where cooler. it's tough. Yeah. Oh man, that is tough. I I still think hit a home run is I I just like that because then you get to like the thing is like the celebration is longer, right? You get to trot around the bases. I could do a cool bat flip, right? I could make it my own, and uh, I I could get booed for my bat flip. I think I think that's way cooler. No, I like it, um, but I am also vertically challenged, so I'd be happy to be able to dunk as well. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, is a hot dog a sandwich? Mm, ooh. Uh, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no only because, and here's the only reason, right? Because you eat a hot dog, like the, the buns are on the side with the hot dog in the middle. If we flipped it over, right, then it's sandwich-esque, right? I'm only thinking about the way we eat it. So it's it's this way and it's not this way is the only reason I'm saying no. Or else I would kind of want to stir the pot and make it a little crazy and say yes, but I'm going to say no. It is not a sandwich. All right. I will say that that feels more 50-50. Um, it does. In, in the Twitter space. <laughs> I, re- I respect the people that do say it's a sandwich because I get it, right? Where it's two two pieces of bread technically smushed together with things something in the middle. I get it. That, that in essence, is a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you're talking yourself into it. I know. Now I'm like, hmm, this could be fun to say, uh, yes, it's a sandwich. No, I'm going to stick with no. Just because of how we eat it, though. That's the only reason. Fair enough. <laughs> Would you rather be able to travel to the future or to the path, past? Ooh. Oh, my gosh. Probably the – oh. Could I could I change anything or am I just kind of hanging out watching, watching what was going on? I mean, we'll say there's no um, time rules because oh, every okay. movie gives us different rules. So yeah. it's literally you're going to the future, you get to see what's going on, or maybe you get mm. to go to the past where you – maybe it was before your time. I think I'll, I'll go to the past. I think I'll go to the past. The future freaks me out in a good way, but I, I think it's too much information to come back with. So at least in the past, we'll say, okay, this is already, there's nothing I can do about this um, right now when I get back. So I'm going to say the past. I respect that though. You can make a lot of money going to the future, but right. That's true. That's true. But if I can't do anything with the information, I don't know. I don't know. That's true. Or, I, or, a, a or paradox, I messed it up. Yeah. Exactly. Or I mess it up and I'm like, oh, I could invent something new and then I mess it up or it just becomes like overwhelming like the internet. And I'm like, dang, I created this crazy space. (laughs) And then I have to live with that. Yeah, the past is probably safer. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'll take the safe bet there. All right. Last one. (laughs) If you had to watch the same movie only once a week, but for an entire year, what would it be? I thought about this question very long and hard. I, I'm not going to lie. And and my favorite, and it it was kind of an easy answer for me because my favorite, one of my favorite, at least top five, maybe not, it, maybe even top, my movie, my cousin Vinny, 
And I hope you've seen that, but I would, that has to be my answer because it, it, one, it makes me laugh every time. Uh, two, I love reciting some of, I'm, I'm one of those people that will recite movies because I've seen so many over and over again and same with my family. So, so when Pete, when some of my friends would come over, they'd be like, can you, can you tell your family to like, stop? doing the scene before the scene even starts and I'm like no actually I can't because that's where I get it from so I I love my cousin Vinny that has that has to be the the, my my favorite answer awesome now would you get tired of it if you literally watched it 52 times in a year no I mean probably not I mean maybe maybe at week you know 25 through 34 it gets a little it gets a little tiresome where I would be doing other things while I'm watching it but it is one of my it is one of my favorite movies so I do say I probably not not however many however many times you have to but I do probably watch that at least 20 times a year at least Oh, so you're like almost halfway there. So yeah, so so it's kind of like okay, you know, it's just it's just on. It's hilarious. Have you watched it? It's been a long time, but I have seen it. Go back, go back and watch it, and just just watch Marissa Tomei. Exactly. Now, just watch Marissa Tomei. I think she won an Oscar Academy Award for it. Whatever. It's so fun. It makes me laugh every time. So, hi, anyone watching, highly recommend if you want to laugh. It's it's a good movie. I will add it to my rewatch list now. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) So that was the last of my rapid fire questions. I think you came out of it pretty unscathed. I mean, Cooter yeah, Doodle might have some words for you, but I think yeah. we're good. Don't send this to her. <laughs> Don't send it to her. Amanda, if you're watching, I'm sorry. I, I know. I respect you. I respect your serial takes uh, to an extent. Uh, it's still crazy. <laughs> you know, I'm just going to cut that one clip and just, and just literally tag <laughs> Perfect. <it> Perfect. <laughs> So uh, can you just remind everybody where they can find all of your great work and where they can connect with you? Yeah. Yeah. So um, obviously uh, doing social media with uh, Fantasy Life. So MB for Matthew Berry, of course, the one and only MB Fantasy Life. That is on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. Facebook's getting up and running too. Uh, Peter and I have that show every Sunday uh, from five to seven Eastern. It's brand new. We just did our second one uh, recently and coming up on our third and fourth and fifth. So it's been really exciting to be able to do that. So follow us there. Uh, My Twitter handle is right there. K Valenzuela 17. And yeah, just excited to get things going with fantasy life, excited for Matthew Berry's new venture with NBC. That was a fun, uh, that was a fun announcement that he made. So we're just excited. We're, we're getting things revved up. Our new website is fantastic. If you need projections, we've got some betting tools on there. We've got obviously the newsletter that I have to tell everyone to subscribe to. It's free. comes to your inbox each and every day. We're going to seven days a week here soon once the season starts up. So it's a great read. It's a great morning read with your coffee. So MB Fantasy Life on all social media and then fantasylife.com to subscribe to that newsletter. It's it's been fun. So we're excited to have everyone kind of watching us and, and utilizing our tools and our website and our newsletter and to hope you, you know, win your fantasy leagues this year. It's fantastic. And thank you for yeah. coming on, Kendall, and talking about yourself. Um, yeah. It was great to have you on as my my final interview of season yes. one of the Beyond the Analyst series. Um, so if you guys are listening, like I said, this is the last episode of my interview series, but that does not mean we are going away. So Triple Play Fantasy will be putting out tons of content all season. Um, I just won't be getting to know your favorite analysts during the season because we're all busy. So we'll be back for season two in the off season. Um, But please make sure you subscribe, like, uh, support the Triple Play Fantasy team. Like I said, we have a lot going on with football. Basketball's about to start up, so we're already talking about basketball Mm -hmm. content. We have college football content. We have baseball content. We're in the middle of that season. 
and we even talk about movies. Uh, maybe my cousin Vinny will come up and we yes. even talk about food. So there's a ton <laughs> of content. Make sure you guys are following, subscribing. Best way to support the team. And uh, thank you all for tuning in. And we'll see you guys in the next uh, off season for these interviews. But you'll catch me on this channel and plenty of other <laughs> videos coming up. So thanks again, Kendall. Awesome. Thanks, Zach. No problem. Have a great one, everyone out there.